fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is To, to Ellen Back. We did it. We did it. I think maybe, do you think it's being in the same room? Maybe, although I tried not to look at you just to see if I could do it. I wasn't looking at you because I was looking at my chapstick. If you're new here, this is an autostraddle podcast in which we recap every single episode of The L Word one by one. In season one, my co-host was Kristen Russo. And in season two, I have a new co-host. Her name is Carly Houston, and you may remember her from guesting on an episode last season. But if you missed that one or are just picking up now, Carly, why don't you tell the listeners at home or in their cars or in the train or in their kitchen or wherever they are a little bit about yourself? I am a filmmaker and a writer and just like a weird queer person who has a lot of pop culture knowledge. <laughs> my friendship with Reese began kind of because of the L word. Yeah. And we've been friends you found, for like 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> you found, well, because you found my blog through mm-hmm. my L word recaps, yes, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we, then we started, I started leaving comments eventually. Yeah. And then when I moved to New York, we became friends IRL. Yeah. Which Carly's, is uh, Carly's in real picture, life. her like gravatar, look where she looked like. She looked like Shane. <laughs> when I was in college, I got a lot of, I had a, a woman come up to me at a bar <laughs> once and she was like, has anyone ever told you you look like Shane? And I was just, I just like, like rolled yes, my eyes. And obviously why I got this haircut. I, I rolled my eyes and just walked away. <laughs> I think you were literally wearing a skinny tie. In, oh, a hundred percent. I definitely picture. modeled uh, in like the early aughts was definitely modeling a lot of my appearance. Um, yeah. Some of Shane's uh, wardrobe on the show. It's not something I'm terribly proud of. Here we are. <laughs> My yeah, truth. so we met through my blog, and then you started being on my L Word blog. Well, mm-hmm. first we wrote an entire TV show together because we, sure we were convinced we could do it better. We were convinced. Um, for some reason, no one picked it up. That's shocking. It's fine. Then, um, but then Carly was in my L Word recap blog starting in season five, and then we also we did South of Nowhere together too. Remember that? Oh my god, I totally forgot we did yeah. South of Nowhere. Oh, I love that show. <laughs> it got of. bad just as we started. It was I know. like all of a sudden it was it really good, and then Glenn. it got really weird. Yeah, I was like, why does this keep happening to me? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, it's hard to say because I don't know, like, who remembers the other episode? But do you want to like just super brief? Yes. Give me your L word origin story. Absolutely. I was living in Orlando, Florida at the time. Yes, House I know. of the Mouse. House of the Mouse. A very weird place. The city, beautiful. Is yeah. is there tropical tagline? Very very humid. Humid. Incredibly. Humid. A lot of fire ants. <sighs> so many fire ants. A lot of lizards. A lot of oh, small really? lizards everywhere. Huh. And uh, then I was involved in the gay group on campus at yes. my school. And every Sunday, someone that had Showtime would host everyone to watch Queer Spoke. And then uh, eventually we realized there was going to be a new show, The Lesbian Queerest Folk, is sort of what our group perceived it to be. And uh, we were very stupid. And um, so I don't, I think the same person started hosting L Word Sundays, which was really cute. And then at some point I moved in with the girl I was dating at the time. And then we started hosting little gatherings with our friends and we'd drink wine and we'd watch it. So I was watching it from the premiere, Mm -hmm. like live, um, which is Lucky Duck. Really? Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, I, this, so this was the first, season two was the first season that I watched live. Like, as, I mean, as it was happening. And we went to like a premiere party to season, for season well, HRC two. HRC used to do right. premiere parties in all the major, like major metropolitan mm-hmm. cities. So Orlando counted. We yeah. did have our HRC premiere parties where the, you could not hear any of the dialogue and everyone right. got very angry. Yeah. And the I just remember the coat check line afterwards was <laughs> a disaster. Like there was so many angry lesbians. But lesbians like, love coats. And it's yeah. also premiered in the winter. But I went with like my, one of my, like two of my best friends from high school. Um, oh, and wow. it was, it was like, re- we got wasted. I remember oh, just being yeah. completely, completely demolished. But I also remember outside when we were waiting to get in this, there was like all these protesters, like protesting the HRC <gasps> and they're like, oh, wow. la- I think they like hadn't supported a version of Enda or something like that. I can't remember, yeah, but they was like, everyone was handing out anti HRC flyers. And I was like, <laughs> I am here for Shane. <laughs> so let's, should we start? Let's start season two, episode one. It's called Life Lost Leaving, which is a uh, a choice that is not really a choice because it's just uh, three general words. Uh, life, I might argue, is one of the most general words ever. Uh, but you know what? They they picked it and they're going with it. And so so are we. Um, this was written by the one and only Eileen Chaikin. And was directed by someone who I actually love, yes. uh, Daniel Minahan, who directed one of my favorite films, Series 7, The Contenders, and also <laughs> has directed a lot of, uh, he like, Assassination of Gianni Versace. Oh my God, really? He's directed like a ton, like any like hour-long oh. drama that you like, he's probably directed an episode or two. That checks out. He only did two L-word episodes. This is his second one. He had a first season one. Because well. I think that he did a really good job. He's And it's I, I don't always like to say that about a man. And then we go to the doctor's office where they are shooting Tina from here up. Yeah, from like shoulders, basically shoulders up. Well, she's talking to the doctor about how her plan was to tell. I'm starting out on a really great note, but Tina, she's basically just talking about how what she's about to reveal, which is that she's pregnant. Yeah, as hell. Super pregnant. Very pregnant. I remember at the party when like she the big reveal came and Tina turned around and it was like, she's pregnant. Everyone was like, <gasps> yeah. you know, it was like, a, it was a big reaction. My notes here say reveal. <laughs> Tina is pregnant. All caps. Yeah. She said it kind of just popped out. I'm like, that's not how that works. But yeah. Sure. And she's like, I don't want, I don't want to tell anyone yet. And the doctor's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's up know. to you. And then the scenes intercut with footage of bed, oh, yeah. bed with Candace. Yes. Which is I honestly hilarious. <laughs> um, and then, and then it's like, Tina's like, I want this baby more than ever. And then it like, and then it cuts back to like, Bet and Candace. Yeah. Yeah. And just a little loving. Oh, wait. But before we get to Bet and Candace, we all had the experience of hearing the new theme song. The new theme song. It's, it really changed lives. It did. First, it upset many people. Yep. Then it upset even more, more people. people. Yeah. More people. As more people heard it, more people, more people were upset. We're upset about it. Yeah. Um, what, what, what can we even say? <laughs> the, the, we got the new theme song. Yeah. We have the new opening credits with yeah. all the new imagery. Yeah. Which is just, there's so much going on. It's very Especially colorful. compared to season one. Mm-hmm. But the most exciting thing I think about the opening is that there is one additional person in the opening that we don't, haven't met yet. Is it Carmen? It sure is. We'll get to her soon. Wow. The other thing I thought was interesting is um, 
I can't think of any other TV shows that have like fully like naked breasts in their opening, <laughs> except for Tuka and Birdie, but those are animated. Yeah. And on the side of a building. Yeah. But if anyone can think of another one, let me know. Yeah. This seems very revolutionary to... still. Yeah. She had she was topless already, Jenny. Jenny was topless in the episode one. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember seeing that and being like, wow, is this like allowed? I don't think that there is. <laughs> Email us at tellandback at gmail.com if you can think of any other show where you see full-on naked boobs right there in the Incredible. credits every day. But also, again, to get back to my <clears throat> campaign, Emmy for Mia. Emmy for Mia. That is a bold, bold choice for a young woman Good to for her. put her boobs in the in the these are my boobs, you know? These and, are my boobs. And it's like, yeah. Here they are. They are, and they're great boobs. So they I are. think that she really put herself out there for the lesbians. I want to know whose idea it was, but I hope it was hers. I hope it was hers. Yeah. <laughs> There's also, um, to reference something from season one, yeah. uh, Kathy Opie. Oh, yeah. Right. Her Some of her photos are in the opening mm -hmm. um, and will remain there forever. Yeah, they will. So then we cut to, um, I guess, Candace's apartment. I guess so, yeah. Um, they're playing Just a Little Eleven, which is by Dusty Springfield, who was, was she gay? Or am I thinking of Leslie Gore? You think you're thinking of Leslie Gore. Okay, well, it's by Dusty Springfield, who has a very gay name. I can't think of a gayer first name than Dusty. No, I can't. It's a classic, a classic tune from a classic artist. <laughs> Bet is um, like smiling, mm -hmm. sort of. Well, Candace is going down on her. Yeah. And then it ends. Yeah. And then Candace comes up out of the sheets. Candace appears and Bet's like all distracted and emotional. Yeah. And Candace does one of those classic, <laughs> classic moves that only happens in television and film. And she's like, hey, where'd you go? What's going on? <laughs> At which point I went, <laughs> on my couch. Yeah, it was a weird scene, honestly. <laughs> but the basically the gist of it seems to be that we see that Bet is like done with Candace. Yeah. But although, and also has... Like, I don't know if she came or not. Like, I wasn't really sure. It was tough to say. It was tough. To, it could have been that it took Candace a really long time, like, that we were seeing the aftermath of mm. an orgasm. And then okay. Candace was like, doo, 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 doo. taking her sweet like, just really, time. really, yeah, just taking her sweet time, like, Getting just some air. Yeah, slurring right up. Slithering. <laughs> Slipping right up like a little snake on her, on her lady, <laughs> you know? Like, probably. Whoa, do you think Candace is slithering? I think, oh, Candace is definitely slithering. That is for sure slithering. <laughs> slithering for slithering. <laughs> Also, but it's weird because in the scene right before this, when she's like moments before she's clearly visual, visibly done with Candace, yeah. she's very into what's happening. She was so in the throes of ecstasy. I just have like a lot of questions <laughs> for Bet. Then we go to the planet. The Everyone's planet. got a new haircut. Everyone's got new hair. Shane's hair is looking very Shane today. It is. It is a very one of Shane's many iconic haircuts. Shane says Shane's vest that. has has <laughs> three hundred buttons on it. Yeah, she's wearing a denim vest and it has like. It's like she just collected, she like raided Joanne Fabrics and then put all of the buttons right on her vest. And they were and all like, different. all the buttons are so mine now. It was like a one yeah. of each. It yeah, was it was not one like of each. A, I want a set. It was right. one of each. Um, Shane says fags in this scene, which is an issue in your first comment about this scene is a criticism of Shane. I'm, so, oh no, here we go. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm publicly not a huge Shane fan. And um, that's going to create some tension for Reese and I. But we've been friends for a very long time. Yeah, we, as before mentioned, we've been friends for a long fucking time. I also do think that Shane's hair looks great in this scene. It does. So does Alice's. She also is now like more of like a retro femme style. Yeah, whereas cute. last year she was like tomboy femme yeah. kind of. And she's knitting she's because knitting. she's doing a story. Yes. 
And she says that men should be knitting and women should be running the world. Which, great. I want to say that my favorite scenes on this show, much like something I think you and Kristen talked about a lot in season mm -hmm. one, my absolute favorite scenes on the show are when they're all just hanging out and yeah. being friends and being silly. Yeah. Because those feel so authentic yes. to like your friend group. Yeah. And it, so this scene was cute. It was so cute. Like I think that, well, first they just had to do some exposition, right? They had to tell, they had to make it clear that like Shane was back from Cherry Jaffe land. Wherever and was like back is. to be, yeah, which That's is part of, it's I think next it's to in the Palisades. <laughs> in Disneyland. <laughs> I think it's in Brentwood. It's definitely in Brentwood. It's yeah. So, so basically they're all there, they're hanging out and then Tanya shows up and Alice is like, oh my God, pretend like I'm upset. Like, so now it's official, like Shane and Alice are Hate on the same page Tanya. of hating Tanya as we all do because she is a monster and a sexual predator. Yes. Um, and she killed Dana's cat. Yeah, and she killed Mr. Biddles, which and is catricide. Alice calls Tanya Corella Deville, which yep. is perfect. And yeah, she does this thing where she wants Shane to pretend. You know, sometimes when like someone's walking up and you're like, oh, pretend I said something funny. Yeah. This is sort of the inverse of that. Where she's like, pretend I'm crying about something. Yeah. And she said like, no person with like an ounce of decency <laughs> would dare interrupt this. And then Tanya just steamrolls right through it, which yeah. is what you knew she was going to do. Wait, we missed one thing, though. Mm -hmm. I think it's right before Tanya gets there. I did talk about the buttons. You did talk about the buttons, okay. which is so important. Yeah. Um, Alice says one of the most iconic lines of the show, this coffee tastes like poopy shit. Oh, yeah, that's true. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Which is because Marina's not there. That's They set it up. They yeah. have bad coffee now. Marina's not there. There's like Then we have like a very brief interstitial of Dana just like training. So like we know that she can still run or whatever. She's running and then does push-ups in the middle of a cul-de-sac, yeah. which I think is bizarre. And yeah. then we get back to the planet and basically Tanya's just like a crazy gossip yeah. hound. First she talks about, she says that Marina checked into the penthouse suite at the Bel Air yes. and then slit her wrists. Yes. And that she had a nervous breakdown and that she was wearing Dolce. Uh, yeah, she was wearing a gorgeous Dolce & Gabbana suit. And then... Dana shows up at the thing and it's like, you can tell Tanya's like grossed out that Dana's sweaty. And then Dana's like, yeah, did you hear she, the, the bellboy came in when she's about to jump. So it's like, everyone has a different story. Everyone has a different story, but the whole, everyone's story, the one thing it has in common is she tried to kill herself. Yeah. Um, also, I don't remember what she says, but Tanya is classist in this scene. She is classist in this scene. I don't, I didn't she write is. down what she said. I just wrote, Tanya oh, that's is because classist. then their next topic. First of all, like Alice rolls her eyes at Tanya saying like she's basically like over it. And then Dana kind of gives her a look. There's there's just like a lot of like the dynamic between D Dana and Alice and Shane is really cute. Like yeah. and, and like just like on full blast cute. Yeah. And then then Tanya starts talking about Bet and Tina. And she's like, I can't believe Bet is still stopping the carpenter, which is another iconic line. Another iconic line. And then Tina shows up and it is awkward. And she is in disguise with her coat. Yes. She is wearing a full, full coat, length, full length trench, trench coat, uh, buttoned all the way up, all as, the way up, as ones are wont to do on this program. Yes. And she is thinking that she's going to successfully cover up her pregnancy <laughs> with a with a coat. With a coat, it's not working. No, it's not. But no one notices. But somehow, her self absorbed friends have no idea. Yeah. And so basically, like Tanya implies that it's like, how could she leave a woman like Tina for a woman, for a, carpenter. a woman who like nails boards or something, Yeah, which is incredibly classist yeah. and probably racist on some level too. And Alice is like, what if she was whatever, had a better job, it would be yeah. better. And Tanya's like, nah, nah, nah. and it's just like, it's like, why are you guys dating slash engaged? It just yeah, doesn't it's so make sense. annoying. So then we go to the, then we go to the farmer's market. Jenny is with Jean, but Jenny is like looking, they got found all the butch. Mm -hmm. extras, Canadian extras for this scene. That they could find. And they brought them to the market. Oh, 
So Jenny's like, Jean's talking, but Jenny can't pay attention. She keeps staring at all the butch extras and they're all in couples <laughs> and they're all walking in slow motion. <laughs> Which is good because it gives Jenny a nice time to like gaze. Yeah. And then she sees that she starts talking to this woman about onions. She smells these onions. And I was like, don't and make someone smell <laughs> onions. That's terrible. But like the woman's like nice to her. And so Jean suddenly turns into Tim, like his entire personality changes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, do you, you want to fuck her right now? Or should, should we go back and do it or something like that? Yeah. And then he informs her that she is a girl loving full on lesbian. And he yells this at the farmer's market. So I was really surprised Jenny didn't get laid immediately. I know that should be the number one way. If I was there, I would have gone right up to her and been and like, like, hey, Hello. hon, I have hey, a great website. Okay? Do you want to try, do you want to practice wanna, kissing? Do you want to smell <laughs> these fresh tomatoes? At, yeah. They smell better than the onions? Flowers, even. Maybe. She has flowers. Well, she has flowers from Jean. So he basically yeah. is, and she's like, I don't think that's for you to say, which is hilarious. Yes, that And then is she hilarious. just stands there in a leather jacket. And then he gets angry because he makes her mixtapes and she uh-huh. won't have sex with him. And oh, yeah. And he um, dumps her. He dumps her in the middle of the farmer's market and leaves, Mm -hmm. which actually is very gay. (laughs) It is. So it really does come full circle. Yeah. It it was nice because it's like you, she, he basically dumped her and like left her in a pool of lesbians. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was kind of the best place to be left. Yeah. If you're Jenny in that moment. Yeah. Then we go to the planet. We're in the bathroom. Oh, this Alice. is like one of my all-time favorite scenes. Oh, really? Oh, I love. I've always been a big like. Once they started like oh, the Alice and Dana stuff, yeah. I always loved. It's it so cute. cute. It felt so real and cute. Yeah, like they have and they're sex. They have so much sexual tension. Mm-hmm. They're trying not to kiss. I like how this scene is shot too. Yeah, kind of like this like lower wide. Uh huh. Um, that doesn't really move, and it kind of just lets them exist in this closed space. Which also has an element of danger because it's not that closed of a right. space. It's and people have been caught <laughs> fucking in there before, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I think this might be a moment to mention that it's apparently supposed to be five or six months later than the last episode. Yeah, so this is all, the reason that Tina is pregnant is because Laurel Holloman was pregnant. Right. And so they decided, and she was like, I'd like to write this into the show. It would be an honor to like have this experience or whatever, like sure. very super hippie about it. Yeah. So they had to write it in. So it seems like that, so that's, we can all see that like, there's five months have passed in, T- in Tina's body, but none of the other storylines are have progressed five months. Yeah. Like they, like Dana and Alice haven't addressed the kiss in five yeah. months. No one has, they haven't asked knows about what's going on with Marina five like, months later. Did she just like exist for five months, not interact with any of them and right. then try to kill herself? Did Sherry and like, they haven't talked about Sherry and Shane breaking up yet. <laughs> yeah. It's none of it makes sense. It doesn't make sense. And also like Tanya and like, it's, Tanya, it seems like Tanya and Dana are farther along wedding planning. And I think later the stuff that we see with Tim seems to be a little bit later in time. But they really like just, which in a way, I mean, okay. I mean, it's go like, for it, guys. It's fine. Just for, like, yeah, you just have do so it. much exposition with like yeah. the first episode back right. for the new season that you need to get them all like talking about what's happening. But but one of my favorite things about a switch from a season one to season two is when it's season two, you can finally tell they had money. Yep. And they're, <laughs> everyone's clothes like just through the roof in terms of how expensive their oh clothes are. Everyone looks amazing. Everyone has like really super fucking stylish haircuts. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like they got money. They are renewed. And then they make out. They sure do. They sure do make out in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, a great place for women to make out with other women. Always and forever. Historically, Historically, yes. yes. It is a long history in our community. Alice comes out. She's like adjusting herself. So Shane is going to cut Ariana Huffington's hair, but everyone obviously doesn't know who Ariana Huffington is. They are all like, Shane, how could you do her? She's 50. And I'm like, that's the problem. 
That's why Shane shouldn't. I mean, first of all, she's not having sex with with Ariana Huffington. They're just confused. But also, what's what? 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 Isn't it that she's huh? straight and married? Hmm. Yeah. And then we reach oh, the apex of drama. The the apex of cinema history. Okay. I'm so this scene is iconic. Legendary. <laughs> first, I just want to point something out. I'm already sweating. I'm also sweating. Bet. I just want everyone to know that this is a phenomenon that I have noticed. It started with Ellen. Um, it's lesbian collar. And it's when you wear a blazer and then you wear a button-up shirt under the blazer, but the collar is like kind of like splayed over the lapels of the jacket. Uh-huh. Ellen invented this. She did invent it. You're and correct. Bet, you know, Katie Lang was a big fan Katie of this style. Katie Lang was also a really big into that. Fan of this but Bette Porter carries it through yeah. and shows up in this scene with just she looks incredible, honestly. collar and she does look amazing. And so Bette's like, Hey, Tina, girl, what's up? Like, let's talk. I love you. And Tina's like, oh, no. Whatever you have to say to me, you can say in front of everyone, mm-hmm. which creates quite possibly the weirdest thing. <laughs> because also Tanya's there and she's crazy. Yeah. But um, so then they start talking. Yeah. And, and Ben apologizes and says, I'm not going. She's like, I'm never going to see her again. She says, I'm never going to think about her again, which already I'd be like, just stop right there. Obviously, you're lying. That's crazy. Because you, you can't, can't say that. You can't say that. Can't so control like, your you're own like already your apology has like flopped big time big until pause. she adds like, then she says, it's like the worst. This is the worst apology I've ever heard. She says, I miss you. But more than that, I need you. Which yeah, is like, bad. I miss you. But more than that, like, I don't know how to make an omelet myself. Yeah. Like no one picked up my dry cleaning yeah, again more than like, you, for I five need, months. I miss you, but more than that, I need you to pick up my dry cleaning. I miss you. <laughs> and I love you, but more than that, I need you to like make my hair appointments like, yeah. and yell at James yeah. when I don't I just have time don't, to. I just don't know how I'm going to fit that all in. And then, so then she makes she, the fatal error yes, of telling Tina that she told Candace that they were done. And that Tina was the love of her life. And that Tina was the love of her life. And so Tina... Detective Tina Detective in her, in Tina, her Inspector Gadget jacket. Yeah, that's why she's wearing the trench. See, they, yeah. we don't, they don't set yeah. up why da, 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 she's da, da, wearing Inspector it, but that is why. Tina, yeah. One pocket definitely da, 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 has a da, magnifying da, da, da. glass in it, <laughs> and that's how she looks for clues. Yeah, that's how she looks and for clues. And the clues she found. Detective 101, get a magnifying glass. Magnifying glass, glass trench coat, yes. and then some sort of powdery substance yeah. so you can dust for prints. Yeah. This and is also, what I've learned yeah. from watching Peanuts cartoons growing up. <laughs> so she is like... I mean, th- I wrote down the entire quote because it's so oh, iconic. Did you fuck, fuck all, all night, night before, before you, you told her I was the love of your life this morning? And then... Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Table toss! She flips the fucking table over. It's epic. It's... I... When I was watching this, to prepare for this episode. I haven't watched this episode in years. And I was watching it last night and I, when Bette walks in and I realized what the scene was, mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit. And I got mm-hmm. so excited because the scene is so legendary. It's also one of those lives that somehow I feel like we managed to work in a conversation. We as like the generals, our general social web, yeah. work this line into conversation somehow all the time. All the time. Tina flipping the table over is like next level. It is Real Housewives level of drama. Yeah. It is amazing. I wish Tina was flipping a table yeah. over in every episode. It would make her a lot more Yeah, that's tolerable. the ending and the end of things that Tina does that I cared for. Yeah, and then um, the best part of it is that coffee is spilled all over Tanya as a result of the table flipping, which is what she deserves. Um, so before we go to our next scene, I was thinking that we could introduce 
our very special guest. Oh my God. We have a very special guest. We do. So here's the thing. Carly and I both live in Los Angeles, California, and in a very rare situation, we both live on the wrong side of town. Yep. The West side. I mean, I technically live central, but yeah, yeah you, sure, but yeah, close, en- close enough, yeah. close enough. We live fairly close to each other. Yes. We also know people who live, other people who live in Los Angeles. We have a few people we're aware of. And that is an opportunity that we are going to be um, exploiting, exploiting <laughs> this season. You're going to have a lot more special guests. We want to open up the conversation to different voices and perspectives that are perhaps not as well represented on the show or on the podcast, because exactly. I am a white woman. I am a white non-binary woman and we are uh just two jews with a pod chewing around (laughs) just chewing around on a pod yeah so we're gonna we're gonna have like a lot of different voices on here to talk about a lot of the different issues on the show just to hang out with us just like people we think are funny and i think it's gonna be fun to have different relationships with the show people who have seen it people who haven't it's gonna be really fun yeah um tell us about our very special guest carly well Special guest, would you please introduce yourself? Hello, I am Vico Ortiz, um, actor and activist, and also um, acting in Misdirection, which is the film that Carly Usen uh, wrote and directed. It's true. The short film. You should check it out. Yeah, anyway. if you're on the jury at Outfest, you should vote for it. Absolutely. <laughs> we yeah. are charming AF. We're really charming. Um, Vico, thank you for being with us today. My absolute pleasure. What is your L word origin story? Um, uh, so that happened six years ago when I first came out. I was a uh, baby dyke and- uh, How old were you? I was 21. Okay. <laughs> is this because you're about to tell a story about being at a bar? No, yes. <laughs> no, but I also, I think I was like about to turn 22 because I'm almost 28. So yeah, six years ago, yeah. Anyway, I was just starting to go into the scene and go to WeHo and all that stuff and people were referencing stuff. And I was like, what, what, where's that from? They were like, what do you mean, where's that? Have you not watched the L word? And I was like, I came out like a month ago. Like, yeah, please bear with me. I just got I here. I just got here. I just came out. I'm new. Um, so literally, like, for that whole week, it, like, all of a sudden, everybody was just talking about the L word. So I was like, I have to sit down and watch this. So I inhaled the whole series in a month or less. It was a lot of content. Um, so much content. And definitely um, <clears throat> uh, confirmed the fact that I am very gay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, if I ever needed like a comfort, this is definitely for sure. Um, But I have not seen anything since six years ago. So I did watch the episode that you guys are referring to today. And oh, my. Wow. It's been so long. Um, uh, But yeah, that was my my L word and coming out story kind of. So do you like it? Um, I mean, at the time, I feel like now (laughs) I have to watch it again and then like make better choices. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Because I feel like when I first watched it, I was so new and I had no, I had nothing yeah. prior to, of knowledge of it, anything, you know? So I was like, that was like my first take on queer cinema. Yeah. So now I'm like, you know, I've, I've been out for a bit. I'm an actor. So yeah. I've done stuff. I've seen stuff. I've right. met people. Right. So I feel like if I watch it again, I'm going to be like, oh, there's so many problematic things here. Yeah. Um, I, isn't that the joy of returning to the old uh, classics? Sure. <laughs> it's finding old out canon. All, the old, the old established canon is finding out all the things that you thought were funny back then that are actually horrifying. horrifying. No. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, um, yeah. Who is your favorite character? 
I was a hundred percent Dana. But I mean, as as I as as a you know ex athlete and you know her being an athlete, I was like super. And like she also came out like during the show, so I was like very much like just Dana all the way through. Um, but I feel like now I'm kind of like like a combination of like Dana and Shane. And I mean, obviously obsessed with the new character about to come through on this episode. I had no idea. I was like, oh, I forgot. Uh-huh. What a treat. I know. Oh, um, no. Yep. Wait, when you said that you're Dana and Shane, does that mean you relate to Dana and Shane or that you like them? Oh, oh, oh. I uh, relate to Dana and Shane now, but yeah. at the time I was like, I don't what are, who are you? <laughs> Why are you so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not evil, but just like wow, that's a that's a lot. But yeah, I I, I just loved Dana and uh, and I related to 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 Dana. Um, but in terms of like favorite character that I was like, oh, absolutely, I would um, go out with you any day. <laughs> um, I was team Bet for a while, but then the ooh. thing with Bet happened, and I was like, ooh, I don't know how I feel anymore. Yeah. I just love a good like power femme. Yeah, and I was like. As a soft butch, I was like, yep, I can I can deal with this. Yeah. You can boss me around and I'll be okay. Yeah. Um, I think everyone wants Bet to like step on their face and then like give us like be like, I'm get my dry best. cleaning. And I'd be like, yes, okay. Absolutely. Like, can I iron your dress yeah. shirts? Yeah, I love to iron. So Press the collar. Yeah. It sticks out of your blazer nicely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually really do like doing that. I've done ironing that. or wearing the collar. No, like, like if if like I have a girlfriend who wears a lot of like button-up shirts and I'm like doing laundry, I like to iron the her collars for her. Yeah. I I I do all the laundry and ironing <laughs> in my household. All right, so let's hop back in. Okay. We are at Ivan's Ivan's car shop. Yeah. Yeah, at the car shop like in theme with the theme of the seed. They say that Marina drove her car into a wall. True. Mm-hmm. So we're really like Yes. So it's really just like cycling through different ways Mm -hmm. that Marina could have done it had she done it. Right. We don't know what's going on. And Ivan says she may be a countess, but Kit, you're a queen. She's a queen. And I died. And then he gives her a gift. Yeah. Keys. What are the keys? Keys to his apartment. It's keys to his apartment because Kit is trying to buy the planet and his apartment is nearby. Right. So it's like Kit could go hang out there. Then he tells Kit that he also restored her car and it's right outside, which mm-hmm. is very nice. Mm-hmm. It's the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and they almost kiss. And then Ivan says she shouldn't kiss until she's sure. It's not yet because you're not sure. Yeah. Super respectful. Very respectful. Then we go back to Tim Tam's house. Tim Tam's house. Where Jenny says that Oberlin has a great swim team. I'm sorry. What? Isn't is it going a li- it's a liberal arts school. What on earth are they doing with an incredible swim team that needs to recruit? I mean, it's a really good school Tim from West Hollywood. We've also find out that Jenny is working at a, a restaurant called Hank Fifty Nine, which, which is, is so obviously Fred Sixty Two, right? <laughs> yes, of course it is. <laughs> which is great because currently, I don't know about then because I didn't live here then. But yeah. Currently, Fred Sixty Two. You see lesbians every single time you go there. It's impossible not to. It has a similar color scheme too. As, yeah, orange. Right? Yeah, it's very the heavy on the orange. Was super different. Yeah, it felt more like an upscale kind of dining yeah. establishment in the show, and in reality, it's like you know, it's like a kitschy diner. Hank but the color 59. scheme is correct. Hank. Hank fifty nine. So Tim's moving to Ohio to to coach the world famous Oberlin swim team. <laughs> And then Jenny is like cool, and then Jenny's like, nah, I'm I'm having writer's block. Meh, 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 meh. He does not give a shit about that. He, he does, does not. not at all. It's like we're not together anymore. <laughs> Bye. I don't have to listen to your like petty bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get the first ever mention of Charlotte Birch. Yeah. Uh, put a pin in that for a later episode. Yeah. But um, 
Jenny talks about how she can't find a place to live. And he's like, oh, just take over the lease on the house. And it's like, in what universe could Jenny afford that? The television. Exactly. Television. Television universe. And then we go to the tool shed. Back in the shed. Where Jenny is reading what she has just written out loud. And it's bad. It's very bad. The sexual encounters. Then, then the phrase human connection is used 400 times. So many times. Like I, after that, I was like, I'm never connecting to another human again. You yeah. know what no, I mean? I think human connection is highly overrated. Yeah, I hate scene. it now. She's also wearing a sequin vest over a turtleneck, which actually I respect. But <laughs> I don't think there's any AC in that shed. So I really think that she should be wearing less clothes for, for practicality reasons. Yeah. Also, it's LA. So right. yeah, turtlenecks are what? What are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? Well, earlier I noticed that she was wearing that same outfit with a leather jacket over it at the farmer's market. What time of year is it? Um, Vancouver. I think it's Vancouver in the fall. Mm, there you go. Well, that it's that's a nod to the crispy weather. Yeah. So in the tool shed, she's writing something bad. We get our first Ugh. carnival oh, flashback. Car Schechter carnival. Oh. Tim plays a guy with, mm -hmm. in it. He's a dad. With There's a dad. girl. Her parents are splitting up. And then she's like suddenly very inspired. Very and inspired. And writes like so much writing. Yeah, she's really inspired because she started thinking about the carnival and it's sort of like, you know when you like get on a ride and it's like, doo -doo -doo -doo. Mm -hmm. that's like her. That's Jenny yeah, writing. No, it's it's totally like, boop, 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 boop. It's like a ride. Yeah, it's, it's a, a little ride. World. It's a cute little oh, ride. Sound effects. Yeah, yeah thank really you. Thank you. Um, then Bet is trashed by the pool by Beth herself. so <laughs> trashed by her own pool in her own backyard. <laughs> Drinking what appears to be maybe whiskey or bourbon, which mm -hmm. I respect. And then Tim shows up. He just walks into her yard. <laughs> I'm like, uh, that's very intrusive, sir. Yeah. And so she's really mean to him. <laughs> Which is hilarious. And then he's like, oh, I'm moving away, like, for real. And then she's like, oh, my God. And, and then is nice to him. Yeah, after he's like, maybe one of your, whoever moves in here next, like, you can find one of your predatory friends to go in and ruin their life or whatever. He refers to Jenny as sexually confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, but really, I think he had to leave because he had to move to New York City to go be on Ugly Betty. Mm. Um, but that's what they're not saying. Oh, also, um, Bet tells Tim that Marina tried to drive her car off the PCH. Honestly, like... Like, what happened? I find driving the PCH, I, like, I constantly think I'm going to accidentally, mm. you know? Yeah. Same. I uh, just drove through the PCH, and it's it's beautiful, but mm -hmm. I kept panicking and being like, what if I, like, wander too much and, like, just drive off? It's right. accident. I would also like to say that Tim's hair is ridiculous in this scene. Oh, it's real shaggy. It's like Bieber's first YouTube video yeah. hair. Um, and then he leaves, and she continues to reflect quietly, drunkenly by the pool. <laughs> And then, meanwhile, in the tool shed, Jenny <laughs> right is, re is opening her rejection letters. First of all, we see what Jenny's address is, which is, again, in my neighborhood. Yeah. And, yeah, she's all of her stories are getting rejected. What do you, what, what, why, why do you guys think her stories were being rejected? Because they're bad. Oh, absolutely. Just yeah. horrible. They're poorly written. And then she... It's almost <laughs> as if she's, like, a bad, a bad writer. Yeah, like, as if she's a bad writer. Oh, that's um then she adds the rejection letter to her ever-growing wall of rejection letters as if she's like a detective who's like trying piecing to piece together the, all the case with like and, the red string. i know and then yeah. finally all the all the string comes together and it spells you're a bad writer exactly <laughs> but also like you should that get um uh tina to maybe you know go over there with her Detective coat. Yes. Oh my exactly. God. Maybe Tina can figure out why she's getting rejected. I know. Good Tina. Call. But also, like, what a move. 
to cover your entire fucking wall in rejection letters. Like, what a move. What a move. What a, a psychologically. Very thing to do, yes. I would say. And then. And then we go into set. where things get awesome. What was the song that was playing as she was walking? Did you hear? It was, I wrote I think the it was, worst song ever <laughs> gives us Shane on a studio lot. And then she goes to see Ariana Huffington. It was our, it was our, I think it was our first. So throughout. Remix of the title. Yeah. yeah. So throughout this entire season. And for both show, Easy Girl, who did the title, does these remixes of the title with weird words. Just like random words from. This one sounded like jizz. <laughs> what did you guys hear? I don't. I don't remember. It happened very quickly, and I was very upset. It sounded like they were going jizz, jizz, jizz. No one. All right. Maybe right, it was like. Maybe it was like live, 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 or like oh. or something. Maybe it was. I'm trying to think of like the words from the song. Our O's really harmonized so well there. No, right? Yeah, was that nice. was beautiful. <laughs> that was that was more. That sounded nicer than the theme song. Yeah, there I said it exactly. They should have just nice. had us. So Shane's yeah. on a studio a lot. I was trying to tell which one it is, and I couldn't. But if I tried, Damn I could probably figure it out. But uh, then we would definitely know why Jenny's getting rejected. <laughs> Shane goes to see Ariana Huffington, whose hair she is doing. Yeah. And Ariana is like, this seems so weird. <laughs> this scene is batshit. Ariana starts asking incredibly personal questions immediately <laughs> in a way that is like so crazy. No yeah. one would ever do that. She, Someone said the dykes are the new fags. That's two fags mentions in this episode. That's so true. And also, what? No, who said that? Who? Who's someone in this case? Did you say it? And then she's like, what do you... I went on a date with a guy once who did this. Like, immediately, he was like, what's the meaning of your life? And I was like, <laughs> I thought, what? Wow. But she's like, what do you want in life? And, and Shane says to just have fun. And then she's like, what about love? I, I can't. It's too much. And Shane says that people like to categorize things too much, which I guess is fine. And it wasn't really relevant. It doesn't actually have anything to do with anything that was mm -hmm. happening. But then things, then like uh, like the clouds part and like a ray of sunshine. Mm, birds fall. Birds. There's a chorus singing because in walks Carmen. The best character that we've ever met at this point on the show. Right. Truly um, incredible. <laughs> I was I was such a delight to like watch this episode and, and forget that uh -huh. that she was had her a introduction and I was like, oh, <laughs> is this episode? She comes in in this She's one. She's a PA. She comes in with a bunch of coffee. It's yeah. great. Um, she and Shane immediately are making eyes at each other mm -hmm. and doing great smiles. They, both of those actors have really nice smiles too. So it's just this yeah. is really nice. Yeah. And Ariana Huffington really picks up on that energy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Ariana Huffington knows what's up. Yeah, she does. That's that's what the Huffington Post is all about. It's like it's, these people want to fuck. Yep, that's, every day. That's actually all you yeah. can find on that. That's on it. That the whole website. fucking sh that's the whole fucking website. I'm yeah. like, write some news. Yeah, hello, you know? interview hello. someone. Why don't yeah, you? yeah, interview someone. You know, give some advice. So Ariana basically is like, Shane, I'm fine. Go, go get her. You know, one yeah. of those sort of very romantic moments, which is weird because they literally just looked at each other for three seconds. Yeah. Um, but there is a key thing here that that she. Shane is like, I should be on set with you, mm -hmm. which as the hairstylist, you absolutely should be on set with your primary yeah. talent person. But Shane leaves to go pursue Carmen. This will come back to be a part of the plot in a little while. In the meantime, they start walking down the hall together and it's very cute. Yeah. And Carmen says that she PA'd on a Fisher Spooner video last week, which I was very happy about because I really like Fisher Spooner. And then oh, she tells us she's also cute. a DJ. And I also Names a bunch of types of music I've never heard yeah, of. Yeah, like 
<laughs> and like some venues and whatever. Um, mentions the Knitting Factory. Great name drop there. Yeah. Um, I want to point out that um, there were definitely a, there was definitely a period of time in college where I tried to replicate Shane's outfit in the scene. I thought the exact same thing when I was looking at it. About I, me or about yourself? About you. Yeah. No. It's, I was like, yeah. Carly has worn that exact outfit. Yeah. Down to the boot cut denim. Yeah. Did you ever wow. do that? Um, I well, I've seen some photos that every now and then you and Robin post on Instagram, and oh, I, even pre-Robin, I was like really uh, using Shane as my personal style icon. Yeah, do you go to your house and just like peruse around rough. some photos? There's some old stuff on Facebook. I'm happy. I have several. Yeah, of my own. I can share. Oh, I'm happy to share them at any time. This is probably going to end up on the Instagram. <laughs> yes. It is going to end up on the you Instagram. Could side by yeah. side, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, is the criminal hoodie season one right? Uh, yeah. And I yeah. actually want to thank you for mentioning <laughs> course, in the episode where that not. hoodie appears that I, in fact, did buy a, I had a blues yeah. hoodie. I bought yellow fabric paint and stencils and I recreated my own Shane criminal hoodie. I don't know whatever happened to it. Amazing. Hopefully I what burned it your, in a fire. What, what do you think was your end game? You just liked the style? I think I just like didn't really know what was cool and I was just searching for like a personal style mm. for myself and... Before the L word, I hung out with gay guys most of the time. And mm -hmm. so I was kind of just like dressing like like gay guys in the early 2000s because that was just like my group of friends. Mm -hmm. um, and then once this happened, I finally saw someone who I thought was similar to me in like appearance, I mm -hmm. guess. And that I could I should like definitely take styling cues from this person. Yeah, that makes sense. Visibility matters. Yeah, vis that sure does. <laughs> sure does. Also, she asked what Shane does when she's not styling hair and she says nothing. Yeah, Shane seemed really boring and very yeah. just like one. I was like, like okay, come on, Shane. Like, like just, engage in conversation. Yeah. Carmen is giving you a lot to like yeah. go. I mean, I don't know. I would have treated that flirting session very oh, differently. Yeah. But that's okay. But like it's purely fueled on the fact that Shane is hot and is smiling at her a lot. Yeah. That's yep. all that Shane is contributing to this conversation. But it works. Shane tries to walk away and Carmen's like, hey, do you want to listen to something really cool? Which is, wow, what a question. What a specific question. <laughs> I, I hope, I, I wonder if it was like, this is what whales sound like when they're underwater. And no, you know what it is? Whale, noise, whale sounds. You know what it is? What if she was like, this is my brother burping. It's a I, remix of the theme song. Yep. Fucking, 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 fucking. I listen to this She says, this is where I want to be in five years and then hits play. And it's a song that Reese emailed me once a long time ago, a track called Shade and Carmen Fucking. It is. Because that was the actual name of this track. I purchased the track. You sure did. I sure did. I went right on iTunes and you I downloaded right that sucker. I did. And you sent it to me. And, and I, I was sent like, it wow, to you. thanks. I absolutely have had sex while listening to this song. Incredible. Well, sure. fucking's in the title. So wow. I should hope. I should hope. Um, um, so I just, just love a character on the show saying, do you want to listen to something really cool? This is where I want to be in five years. And I'm playing a remix of the theme. This has never happened before. I can promise you this has never happened anywhere on television before or in real life. It works. They make out on the mixing board. They sure, I, for, I forgot how quick that happened. Yeah. So quick. I was like, oh, no, they meet and then it's like a little bit. But mm -hmm. I was like, no, they just like the went the, literally within 15 minutes, yeah. maybe less. We're fucking. This is yeah. what it's. So yeah. it's like it's it's hot. They're making out. It's great. They're both very attractive. This is very fun to watch. And then we see Carmen's lower tribal, back tattoo. tribal tattoos, which are clearly drawn on with a marker. Oh, clearly. <laughs> they're like oh, clearly. clearly, clearly like rubbing off as they're filming this. And then she talks about her dead dad and then they have sex. <laughs> yep. I know Shane. 
She says that her father was a Mayan medicine man. I don't know how that, I mean, I feel, I don't know. This is where I'm like, well, this is why Shane is Shane and it's not me. Because um, I would have gone in like a very deep conversation about like oh, your life and your. You definitely would. Yeah. And then, but Shane was like, that's cool. Let's that's fuck. Cool. Let's, let's keep doing sex yeah, stuff. Your dad's dad, let's screw. Yeah. Um, um, and then yeah. I want you to know that this Shane and Carmen fucking track does end with the wears hair woman in it. Like that track has the next. Really? Yeah. Because so, I swear to God, I've heard this woman say wears hair at least a hundred times. So back on set, wears Ariana hair. Huffington's hair needs a touch up. Yeah. And hair, a.k.a. Shane, is not there. Yeah. Uh, miraculously, no one found them while mm -hmm. this was happening. I'm also confused as to what that audio room was right mm -hmm. off of the stage where they were filming. It doesn't really track, but whatever. It's, it's, it was there and it happened. And should we talk about Carmen great. a little? I think we should definitely talk about Carmen now. Super down. So Carmen is our first Latinx character. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I believe so. Yes, but is portrayed by not a Latinx actor. She is partially Hispanic. She is? Her mother is Spanish and then her father is Iranian. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Okay. I so see you over. She, but she, I mean, obviously Latinx, I mean, like the, the difference is mainly that like Hispanic, uh, it, it come, it's like any country that speaks Spanish. Uh, so like Brazilians are not Hispanic, but they are Latinx. Yeah. Uh, Haitians are not Hispanic, but they're Latinx. Um, so I am both Latinx and Hispanic. Yeah. Uh, whereas like Carmen is just Hispanic and mm. not because uh, she's not from Latin America uh -huh. or a Latin American descendant. Um, but, but she's, she's supposed to be hot. Mexican. She's supposed to be Mexican. She is supposed to be Mexican. Indeed. And that sucks because that, I mean, it still happens now. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Happens all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, even for, uh, like, I've, I've re I've, I'm Puerto Rican mm -hmm. and I've played Puerto Rican a few times, <laughs> uh, but most of the time I, I play other Latin flavors. I remember when I asked you to be in our short film and I said that I wanted the lead character to be as much yours as it is mine. And you said, can the character be Puerto Rican? I've never gotten to play a Puerto Rican <laughs> character before. And I was like, what? <laughs> yep. And then I said, of course. That was, and I was like, the flag shall be in the bedroom. And like, not kidding you though, like, uh, when my parents saw the film, the first thing they said, oh, and the flower was in the bedroom. <laughs> and you said like, that it was literally like the first thing. And I it screened at a, at a uh, Puerto Rican festival in LA. And uh, and also everybody was just like, it's important. Like you said, visibility is, is incredibly, especially when the person who's doing it is also part of the community. Yeah, why do you, can you, can you tell us from your experience yeah. why that is so important and why when it's not done correctly it is so harmful i mean i definitely as of i mean now uh i love watching stuff and then immediately looking up at the uh actor or yeah. director or writer to see if they are actually you know involved and it because as an actor you want to play everything right um but also it's so important to make space for the people who like i i want to see people like me up there who are living their most authentic lives. Cause normally on our day to day, we have to cover ourselves. 
So when you're there and you're not like covering yourself, you're just out there completely being you. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you're also being you when you're not there. Yeah. Um, so that's why visibility is is huge. And when it's done wrong or done, done in a way that's like, oh, like cringy, it just sucks, you know, because there are so many people out there who are that, who mm -hmm. can play that mm -hmm. uh, and give you the most authentic version of that because that's what they are. Yeah. And you just decide to look for somebody else. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like we're at a point in media and entertainment where it's like finally starting to change a little bit. Absolutely. It I'm is seeing a change yeah. for sure. Um, and, and in terms of like breakdowns too. Yeah. Um, I want to say like three. Do you want to tell our listeners what breakdowns are? Oh, in case sorry, they don't hi. know. Uh, <laughs> breakdowns are um, uh, kind of like a casting notice uh, where um, casting directors put in like, say Cam, uh, POC, queer tomboy who falls in love with her roommate. Yeah. That's kind of like, like a character breakdown is that. Mm -hmm. um, and then like either myself or my agent uh, would submit for that and then you get into the room and all that stuff. Um, so now breakdowns have become a little bit more specific. It's not just like, oh, we're looking for um, androgynous type. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, we're looking for like non-binary or like gender non-conforming or we're looking for uh, a trans woman or a trans man. And that's the whole thing, right? It's like we're at the point where like we're starting to, we're seeing so much more representation on screen mm -hmm. and finally starting to see that match with representation behind the camera mm -hmm. with who's telling and creating these stories. But it's it's at the point where like the representation alone isn't enough. It has to be done correctly. It has to be yeah. done authentically. And that's like. I feel like there's like still an element of the industry that doesn't entirely understand that part. Right. You know, it's like kind of like a very hollow way of trying to show like, look what we did yeah. and patting yourself on the back. But like, I don't know. I think I, I guess this sort of brings up like there's the L word reboot coming generation <laughs> Q. Is there anything you are hoping to see, especially given that the people that created the original are involved? Um, I just want to see how much us as a community have progressed and also to reflect what I see every day when I am out and about in my queer life, you yeah. know, like what I see when I go out to events or when I go out with my friends, my queer group of friends is so incredibly diverse and I, I want to see that. I yeah. want to see that being yeah. represented. I, I, I mean, as much as the L word, I guess at the time was when I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, totally. But like my, my group of friends is not just cis white lesbians. It's, 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 there's, there's. Who are super rich and own homes <laughs> with pools in West Hollywood. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it, there's so much to it. You know, there's, there's people that are questioning their sexuality, their gender identity. There are people that have been every single letter of the LGBTQ <laughs> alphabet. Um, and I would like to see that. Mm -hmm. um, that's for sure. And there are so many other shows right now that are uh, coming up with some incredible representation. So they gotta like step up the mm -hmm. ball. Yeah, um, yeah. I definitely think that for for that first you know round, uh, you know the L word, the OG. Mm -hmm. Definitely, even though there were some problematic things, that it opened a lot of doors. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I feel like now it's like okay, now there's all these shows that are like bringing the A game and like pushing the boundaries yeah. and really going for it, not only in front of the camera, but behind yeah. the camera. Like, like Vita. Vita's Vita. a really great example. And I, a show that you were on. It was, I cannot even begin to pray. It's like, it's such an incredible show to work uh, in, uh, to see, to watch. Please watch it. It is 
just I mean the, the writers room the the directors the DPs the the crew the cast everybody there is just living their best most pure and open and authentic lives and you can see it in the way it's written mm -hmm. in the way it's acted yeah. in the incredible um, sex scenes uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yes they are most importantly um absolutely the, the face sitting you know oh all yeah of that that's that felt authentic mm -hmm. it um, is a great show <laughs> yeah it's true it's really great and yeah i mean if that's something like that and it's like not just like uh, it's just diversity you know mm -hmm. it's it's uh, yeah. it's not hard Yep, it's not hard. It's not hard. Yeah. So I hope they step up the game. I hope so too. <laughs> Where can our listeners follow you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I am very active there. Is Puerto Rican Ninja. Now the same N for Puerto Rican is the same N as Ninja. So it's Double Puerto Rican duty. Ninja. Yeah. yeah. Double duty um, N. Yeah, you yeah, can find yeah. me there. It took yeah. me a second to find. I remember when I was going to add you on Instagram. It took me a minute because I had doubled the ends like an oh, idiot. Yeah, don't, don't double the ends. Don't, don't double um, the do end. it. Don't double the ends. If you really want to find me on Twitter, you can, but I don't ever post there. So I just repost nope. whatever Carly posts. Pretty much your feed is it's just, just a Carly. It's just Carly Houston fan account. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. All right. Um, well, thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Now I kind of want to watch it all over again. I know, right? And just be like, just wondered and scandalized and loving everything again you forget <laughs> stuff that happened. yeah you and do then you watch it and you're like oh did this happen? yeah yeah you totally yeah. do and we're back we go to the cac where we see that bet's in a bad mood and she's being mean to everybody the painting or illustration that was behind her looks so familiar to me Yes, me like, too. I know what it is, I, but I can't figure out what it is. So if anyone of you guys know what it is, please let me know in the comments of any of the social medias. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the basically the takeaway from the scene is blah, blah. They're trying to get our, Candace keeps calling Bet, but doesn't want to talk to Candace. That's mad. That's mad. And Taking as usual, is going to take it out on James poor and James. other, yeah, other poor, anyone who gets in her way. Yep. And then we go to Fred 62. <laughs> <laughs> Where Jenny is... <laughs> So bad at being a server, it and is, he's definitely about to get fired. But it looks so cute in her little orange waitress uniform. She looks, so, she looks so adorable. Precious. All I wrote, seriously, all I wrote was Jenny is going to get. She's fired. like waiting. She waits on a table, and they're telling their order, and then Robin walks in, and she looks up and sees Robin, and she's like, "Oh hi!" And she's like, "Just a second, I'll be right back." And the woman's like, oh, "We wanted to order." Yeah, that Canadian, that was a bitchy Canadian extra. Ooh, but she she wanted her burger, but then like Jenny just walks away and goes. A lot over. of substitutions on that order. Yeah, I, a I lot of like they got very up to that LA. Menu. That was very LA though. No substitutions. Very LA. Yeah, Robin shows up. She's wearing a tie on the inside of her button-up shirt instead of the outside of her button-up shirt, which is really revolutionary. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting choice. It is a really interesting choice. Mm -hmm. And really gives the audience a clue that something <laughs> is up. <laughs> so it turns out Robin might be the only one who actually knows what happened. Yeah. So I, first of all, I can't believe that this story that was true is the fucking Bel Air Hotel. She goes, she checks herself into the presidential suite at the Bel Air Hotel. Then she takes three bottles of pills and when they, the doctors, when she got to the hospital, called Robin because Robin's like number Na number was in her bag. Yeah, probably like she just had like a bunch of like little sure. like magnet number magnets, and they're all in her bag. Yeah, and when they put them out, they're like, "Yeah, it's Robin's number." We'll pick and one that, out of a hat. And that when she was in the hospital, she was calling Jenny's name. Calling Jenny's Jenny. Jenny, 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 JDS, Jennifer Schechter, JD is JDS responsible for the actions of Marina? I don't know. Jenny. Okay, but also part of the story that Robin tells is that people heard shouting coming from her room and, and then she was found with three bottles of pills. Makes literally no sense. That at all. makes absolutely no sense. Zero at all. sense. But who cares? But whatever. 
Then we go to William Sonoma. <laughs> Tonya wants to put expensive shit on their wedding registry. And, and Dana's like, that is whack. Yeah. And Dana does not want that no. because all of her friends, as you can tell by the clothes they're wearing, are very poor. Shane has all Shane has been collecting buttons off the street in order to just have clothes to put on her tiny body. Jan, Shane's been spotted popping into different stores, <laughs> cutting one button off of whatever's on a mannequin and running She's out. She's gone it. bananas. And, um, but then they're Alice calls. But wait, hang on. They're, they're both, both wearing white, wearing white, white and it's so creepy. So then um, <laughs> Alice calls and they sort of have like a fake. It's cute. Yeah, it's super cute. Anything with Alice and Dana is cute. I'm just like smiling. Um, she like pretends to Tanya that it's someone else. Yeah. And She's Alice. Like, oh, it's like whoever. And Tanya's like, sure. Yes, I believe you. Yeah. And Alice is like doing like a knitting group with a bunch of obviously heterosexual people. Yeah. Heterosexual have, Canadian extras. Heterosexual Canadian extras. And um, they are making plans. They make plans to run tomorrow in Runyon Canyon. And Alice tries to meet up in the morning and somehow I, this struck me as odd. It was funny. I, I definitely though. thought that Dana would be more of a morning person than Alice. So that yeah. really, that threw me. Yeah. But they decide to meet up later in the afternoon. Yeah. In Runyon Canyon. And then we, there's a little funny thing where um, one of the straights in the knitting mm -hmm. group is like, that's scar like there you're not gonna be fit your head through that yeah, and she's like or whatever it's for a harness for a dildo which has haunted me ever since thinking about what a knitted harness would be like besides like a vector for bacteria yeah alice is like this would make a great harness for a strap on and to that i would say no absolutely it would not at all not. <laughs> do would not do not don't do that don't do it don't do that all right ken and bet ken and bet their siblings did you know that uh and kit calls about a booty chaser Right, I miss that. My shit. like Pootie Chase and sister. Oh man, the writing for Kit is so yeah. Um, Bet has some more advice about Ivan. A very transphobic, uh, mm -hmm. using the wrong pronouns advice about it's Ivan. yeah. Because here all of a sudden it seems like I mean five months have passed, and that is honestly a very normal any amount of time is a normal amount of time for it seems like Ivan is figuring out that he is a he. Perhaps, perhaps, or maybe non-binary, maybe, non maybe not trans-masculine in some way or another. But so Kit's like, Ivan is telling me that he feels like more of a man. And Bet is like, no, Ivan is a lesbian. Get out. Yeah. It's, Don't take a loan from Ivan. It's very Ivan upsetting. the lesbian. Ivan the lesbian with a male name who dresses like, okay. Yeah. It's just, Bet, Bet's such a jerk. It's so weird. It didn't feel weird seeing this at the time, though. Like, I was just like, oh, yeah, this checks out. Yeah, at the time, I don't know. I don't remember. Fuck, I don't really remember how I was feeling about it at the time. I think I was just like, this character is weird. Like, yeah. it's because it's like such a poorly written, yeah. developed character. Then we find out that um, Jenny fainted. Okay. So I suddenly <laughs> we're like in Jenny's shack. Yeah. Tool love shed. Tool shack. Love, love tool shed. Yeah. And Robin is like putting like a compress on Jenny's head, and Jenny's lying down. Like, she has like, like it's like olden times and uh -huh. she's come down with some sort of virus. Scarlet fever. Definitely scarlet fever. Cholera. <laughs> Dysentery. Syphilis. I don't Syphilis. know. And um, the clap. So I'm just like, what happened here? And has she gotten fired yet? <laughs> I don't think so. I no, think she hasn't still, somehow. I think she's still. And then, uh, and then Robin asked Jenny to move in with her. Which is banana. All caps. Very bad idea. Although they have been dating for five or six months. I guess. I it guess. Just although feel it, like it at all. None of, none of this makes any fucking no. sense. So then we get go to the planet. Go to the planet where Bet is saying that she tried. Oh God. Tried to avoid cheating, but she, she tried just really hard. You yeah. guys. She tried so hard to not. Cheat. It was so hard for her to yeah. not like 
cheat on Tina. She trying, but she's, she's talking to Alice, who's like sort of like a surrogate for Tina in this yeah. scene. Like, and Alice like, is not having it. Alice is amazing in this <laughs> scene. She's basically like, "Bet you're a fucking asshole." Yeah. And that is like trying to like justify everything and starts kind of blaming Tina. Yeah, for she's her like cheating Tina. On her. Tina was gone. She was, and also like if I was married to Tina, I would want Tina to be gone. So I don't even know what I the know, fuck she's complaining like, about. Why do you want her around? She's so but she said that she was shut out after the miscarriage. And what was she supposed to the do? The miscarriage happened. The Who, point who's, is ugh. that like I think that what Bet is saying is that she's like maybe non-monogamous, <laughs> and it that it's is, not. There's nothing. She doesn't like. She loves Tina, but yeah. was just like doing this physical sex thing with Candace, right. mm-hmm. which she again could not avoid. Right. It was unavoidable. Yeah. It was like when you're she walking on the street and there's like a truck and you're like, oh, I can't walk over the, through the truck. Yeah. You have just to walk like around it. You have to walk around the truck. And so it was sort of like Candace was the truck. Yeah. So Beth should have just sat on her hands, but she didn't sit on her hands. No. And that's what you should always do in that situation. Exactly. The scene ends with Bet saying, fuck you, Alice, which to that I say that you're being very mean. And then we go to Ivan. So Ivan gave Kit a key. Yes. So so Kit comes in and she accidentally walks in. So she walks into Ivan's room and there's like a packer there mm-hmm. on the on the dresser. Yeah. And she's like touches it. She touches it, which I'm like, that's not yours. Don't do that. Also, that's a really big packer. So I oh. see you, Ivan. Good for you, Ivan. And Ivan is sort of like about to bind. Yeah. Ivan's like mid bind. Mid bind. <laughs> Maybe and then this scene is bad. The acting in this scene the acting is in this bad. Scene is horrible. And I remember distinctly when I saw this for the first time a yeah. million years ago, thinking, what the fuck is this acting? Yeah. It was bad. Like, it was like neither it's, of them really committed. No. Like, it feels, it, it was just, it felt like community theater all of a sudden. It, it was so, so weird. weird. It felt like Ivan was, like, the, like, Kelly Lynch was, like, not playing Ivan anymore. She was, like, yeah. playing, like, a different character who, like, has no access to their emotions or capability to yeah. speak. It was very weird yeah. and so out felt so out of character for Ivan. But the end result is Kit apologizes a lot and Ivan is like, you need to leave. Get the fuck out of here. Right. And it's, um, I think it would have more of an emotional impact if it wasn't such a poorly written and poorly actualized scene. But they did fill, you could tell they filled the room with like masculine items. Oh, it was like God. a speed stick. You know, they yeah. might as well just had like Axe body spray like shooting Might as well just the, have had like extras in a men's locker yeah. in the room. Yeah, just to be like, this like is lockers, a men's mess. Wearing like, doing like locker room stuff. Yeah. Hitting each other with towels. Yeah, that's what they do. That's and speaking of towels, speaking of towels, Dana and Alice, they're on a hike. They're on a hike at Runyon Canyon. I believe it's Alice wearing Doc Martens on her hike. Oh shit, I don't know. And sweatpants, one leg rolled up. One leg rolled up, a headband or a, mm-hmm. a, a, a bandana around yeah. her head. It's just, there's a lot going on. Um, Alice is very tired. Yeah. Dana is an athlete, so is doing better. Yeah. But the whole point of this is that they're going to discuss. Um, What's up? They're going to discuss how to avoid having sex. Yes. How to avoid what is clearly going on between them. So first they have to define what yeah. is going on between them. And they say. They're attracted to each they're other. They're to each other. That's nice. It's cute. There's a moment where Alice stops because she's tired and Dana yes. does this cute little oh bit where she God, runs I around loved her, it. which is oh. another like uh, I just like it was so cute I like remember these yeah. moments so specifically from having watched this the first time it's weird I felt so happy for Alice in that moment you know oh. at the time and now and now I think and and so it becomes really cute because they talk about like how do we avoid how do we avoid it like we should avoid being in rooms where there's like a table or a floor or but a it was floor. like obvious they were both like oh and the Dana's like oh that'd be good though yeah I know like, they the, want to that's really cute and really funny and 
you know, Alice is like, you can't come to the planet yeah. after you've been working out and you're so like all sweaty. they're basically exchanging the conversation. So he's like, these are all the times I've been like thinking that you looked hot, but you didn't know that I was thinking that this whole time. It's like, really cute. Yeah. Like she, they find out what the other person thinks is really cute. It's so, yeah. it's, it's fucking adorable. Yeah. And they should, uh, they should. it's really cute. And yeah. it, it, it's one of those scenes too, the way it's cut where it feels like, given what you know of the editing of the show, it feels like the scene's going to end sooner than it does. Yeah. Or it's going to intercut those moments with something else, but it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's just sort of like, it's like a little time has passed on the jog. We're at a different part of the trail. Yeah. And I thought that was super interesting because that's not normally how the show mm. looks or feels, but I really enjoyed it because I just wanted to like live in this scene forever because I know so it's cute. so fucking cute. Um, then um, Jenny tells Tim that she doesn't want to lose their memory oh, to evanescence. Well, wake me up inside. <laughs> wake me up. All yeah, right. You can't wake up. You can't wake up. It's tough. <sighs> Save me from the dark, etc. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's totally. It's, that's really what's happening. In this that scene. is. That's exactly what's happening in the scene. That doesn't matter, really. I mean, again, Look, I'm a Jenny fan. This scene doesn't matter. This scene doesn't matter. Tim still doesn't have sleeves on. Yeah, Tim's sleeveless. Committed as usual. to no sleeves in this yeah, episode, so and that everyone could look at his gives arms. Jenny is—is is it the broken stopwatch? Is that what he puts? No, doesn't she give it to a him? Stopwatch? I thought she gave it to him. Oh, she gave it to him, and, and then, then was he like, puts it on her. And then he said, "She." And then she said, "Is it okay if I could keep this?" <laughs> that's what she does. She wants to keep it. She like does. I think she gives him one thing, and it's like, "But I want to keep this other one if you don't mind." It's sort of like because of Evanescence. It's the gift Wait, of the magi, but like if it was yeah. written poorly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's then, where you give someone a gift and then immediately ask for it. <laughs> um, so then we go to Bed and Tina's. One time, so last year when we were trying to plan our Autostartle fundraiser campaign, me and Sarah thought that had this idea we were going to overdub L word scenes to be conversations about people joining A. Oh my God. And this was the scene that we chose to overdub. So like I know this scene and all of, like we did it it's probably we spent a whole day like recording of course it was never released to the public because it was bad to, i would love to hear <laughs> but that, we tried but... so hard it was harder than we thought we yeah. had to really it was hard to figure out like how to what words would fit into their mouths or whatever but um so earlier at the planet the one of the reasons that alice oh right and better talking is that but alice is like you need to not be home at this time on this day and Bet's like, it's my home. What are you talking about? And it's because Tina wants to come get some stuff and she doesn't want to see Bet. And you can tell already that Bet's obviously going to be there. And yeah, has no and respect she is. for so then, anything. Yeah. So Tina shows up. Bet's already there. She, They have like a very terse exchange about like, you know, whatever, what happened between them. And another classic Tina line. Another. You, you broke everything that meant anything to me. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a great scene of them fighting. <laughs> yeah. And then another iconic moment oh. closes the scene, which is when Tina walks out and Bet yells, Tina! It's really the L words version <laughs> of Streetcar. Yeah. Um, it's and beautiful. It's, wow. It's very special. Um, fun fact. When I used to work at Logo a million years ago, there yes. was a period of time where Logo acquired the rights to re-air episodes of the L word. Mm -hmm. They branded it as AfterEllen.com presents the L Word oh because at the time Lord. Logo owned After Ellen and it was before the uh, current regime was running After mm -hmm. Ellen. So when I was watching this episode last night, I remembered that yeah. I used to be the person at Logo in charge of making all the on-air promos yeah. for the seasons of the L Word. And did we you put airing. this in there? I absolutely <laughs> put both of those lines <laughs> and the table flip. Yeah. There's so much good stuff in there. But anyway, this is iconic. Iconic. And then we go to the iconic lesbian party, Milk. I, this is so unrealistic that this party w would have been running for five months. Absolutely unrealistic. Um, 
Completely. Well, I guess it's the bar is called milk, right? Was the bar milk? I thought the night was milk. Listen. Whatever. Who knows? All I know is that up. I Googled that fucking shirt. Gush. Yes. It's a gush shirt. That I was know. Alicia Haley's band. It was. Not the murmurs. Not a ha ha. Gush. Yeah. So it's a throwback. So Shane's wearing a gush t shirt, which is a throwback to Alicia Haley's original band. Isn't that cute? Anyway, you Very can't cute. buy that shirt online because nope. I tried. I, I probably spent a day on that because I was yeah. younger. I had more time on my hands. You had a lot of free time back yeah. then. Yeah. I was a little making, bit more free time. I was DIYing Shane clothes. I mean, yeah. we had a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. I was making like a screensaver that was just pictures of the L word. Also, I was telling I was my, doing that also. <laughs> breaking up with my boyfriend. You know, I, I had a, a lot going on. background of pictures of, <laughs> yeah. of Allison Hannigan from Buffy. You know, just cool stuff. Cool stuff that cool um, people were doing. Yeah. Just like we had a lot of yeah. free time in our I was dressing like Shane and going to bars and being being very mediocre as a person <laughs> not talking to anybody. yeah being yeah um and Which then being the like, whatever what i'm just here, here i was like i just want to have fun and move on yeah so shane oh walks into the bar we see carmen our hearts a flutter because, because she's so hot she's so hot and anyone with half a brain would be like oh that girl i already that, yeah that i know is clearly yeah. interested in me yeah despite me saying me. i have no interests or hobbies besides work and god besides she said hanging out she could have just That's been like, like i bird i go birding like i make something up make something i, I, I work i work with children at the social justice center See, mixology wasn't a thing in 2005 yeah you could have been like on the she forefront been, yeah. of drink technology yeah but instead <laughs> which is what most people want they want to be on the forefront of drink technology obviously yeah it's huge that's a yeah. huge industry could, you could have invented frozen yogurt oh my god you could have well that definitely already existed but you could have here's, invented something else. here's a something for you carly yeah. The girl at the bar that Shane chooses to Tell make me. out with. Tell me about her. She was also the girl that Shane fucked in season one, episode one. Yes. That's and amazing. I learned this because when I was making my battle actors who've mm. been on Battlestar and the L word, I was like, yeah. wait, this girl was in two episodes. I never caught it before, but it's the same fucking girl. That's remarkable. Yeah. So really, if you think about it in the world of the L word, Shane is passing up getting with Carmen a second time to get, get with, with this, this girl. random girl a second time, which makes zero sense. Although it is, I mean, it's, it is a little weird. I mean, they did only hook up once. Like, it's not like Shane is like obligated to. True. And Carmen she is definitely should, acting like Carmen, they were. Yeah. Married. Like they were like already <laughs> dating, like, which didn't make sense. It's not like all. five months past there. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, don't you think you could have changed your plans when you saw me or whatever? It was and bizarre. Shane, it was, a, it's like a weird conversation. And Shane like doesn't really explain i think if shane had just like chosen some different words it would yeah. have been less weird but like you know also that girl's just hanging out there like in lesbian movie poster land with like their lips really close but not touching i know it's so it's strange. so awkward but just, yeah. and also just carmen's like so beautiful i guess then we cut to jenny and tim's but i nothing happened so then we cut back so basically it's like it's clear that carmen likes shane and it's clear that shane is being shane yeah i maybe shane's like i literally told you that all I like to do is hang out. So I didn't really think you were ever going to want to like, I didn't think that see was me again, work. you know, yeah. who's to say, but we're going to see a lot more of their story going forward. That's a spoiler, but I don't regret it. No, I don't regret that. That's fair. And then we Carmen's go. in the opening credits. So, you know, yeah, she's, she's not. Yeah. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. You know, she's sticking around for the long haul. Then we go. Oh, God. oh boy. Oh. Then we go to the tool shed. Back to the shed. Jenny's in bed. Jenny's asleep. Tim walks in. Tim walks in. Takes off all of his Tim's clothing. Had at least one beer. At least probably seventeen more. beers. He takes off every bit of his clothing. Every item of clothing and is he's like discarded. Hey, hey Jen. 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 
This is ASMR for people who liked him. <laughs> That's a pretty small group of people. It's just three people, probably. Yeah. Show yourselves. <laughs> Jim, Jim, hot milk for Jim. And then um, the camera lets us see his butt. Which it does. Thanks, camera. Thanks, I mean, camera. he has a nice butt he's for a man. Fine. He's nice. He's nice looking. It's fine. Yeah. For yeah, he's fine. And at then, this point, I'm like, please hurry up and go to New York City and be on Ugly Betty. Yeah. But instead, this terrible scene happens. So Tim gets on top of Jenny and Jenny says, the first thing she says, if I heard her correctly, and I think I did. I think you did. Was no. I believe that is correct. That please. is the first thing she said. So that was the first thing she said. The first thing she said was no, which to me, I think that means we're not, I'm not interested in this. That would mean if you're Tim, you yeah. put all those clothes back yeah. on. And then you leave. And take your arms yeah. and you go. Yeah. Your arms in your butt and you get out. But of he keeps getting on top of her. He continues. And she says, this is not the way to, I guess, probably to like leave, to like leave, leave things, this, you, you know, know, and leaving. That, again, gonna, he's going to keep on going. He keeps going. He and really then does. He, and this is really sad because I think we've sort of established that Jenny's had like a lot of trauma and, yeah. and possibly been sexually abused or assaulted in the past. Yes. And we're, like this season, we'll kind of get into that. Um, I don't really feel like that's a spoiler because like it was sort of hinted at last season. Yeah. And you can see that like she just gives, she gives it and, she and just, just does it. She's like, okay. It was a moment I like related to a lot where you just are sort of like, oh, whatever. Like I right. sure here have my body, right. you know? And it was like really sad. Really sad. And then it's like he starts fucking her. And then as soon as it seems like she's actually Starting enjoying it. Enjoy it. He stops. He stops and he's like runs to the other side of the room to get his clothes and put them on. And then Tim is going to leave and she's like, Tim, please don't leave. He's like, no, I have to get out of here now. Like I have to. Yeah. It's like he's acting like, which again, I've had this experience with someone like he's almost acting like you bring this out in me, you know, mm -hmm. like you obviously totally. turn me into a monster. So I need to go to Ohio where I can be a human. Yeah. Right now. And it's like, he's like, I'm going to be in Vegas by nightfall. Yeah. It's, it's already is nightfall. But he's already also, Jen, I guess, sorry, again, Jenny's sleeping in all of her clothes. <laughs> yes, she is. Yeah, it's, this scene is tough. I guess that we're supposed to think, or it leaves us with like, wow, like Tim is the worst. I guess. I mean, yeah, definitely. It's, it, it succeeds in that. Yeah. But I feel like there's something about Jenny we're supposed to get yeah. out of this too. And it's like. I which, I didn't, I, which I didn't pick up till this time. Yeah, same. It's like we know that she's not going to be with him anymore and that she's on this new journey. Yeah. And yet once he gives her attention and starts having sex with her, then like she doesn't want him to leave. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of like manipulation. And yeah, ugh, I feel really bad for Jenny in this scene. Yeah. And then we cut to Bet. Bet in the kitchen. Bet in the kitchen. She can't. She can't. She she needs Tina. Look, she, the woman cannot tea, make her own tea. She can't make her own tea. She can't make that her own tea. To, the, the tea kettle is all tea kettling mm -hmm. and it's well, hot it's and whistling and whistling and like a whistle stop cafe. And gosh darn it. She burns the shit out of her oh, hand. Oh, fuck. And then she loses her entire mind. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she does. Then she boils her mind uh, her, right on her the mind stove. boils out of her head, falls out of her head, lands in the pot. She Boom. is able to pour herself a cup of tea eventually. She is. She eventually does. It. She, she does it. I hope it's I hope it has CBD in it. And I then, don't think it does. I don't I bet think it's so a chamomile. And then we have, like, honestly, a really beautiful, yeah. well done fucking moment. Yeah, I was actually like, I forgot about this moment. And as it was happening, I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh, this is very effective. Like, lon so Lonely Lonely by Five started playing, mm -hmm. which, of course, I immediately downloaded after the episode. Oh, of course you did. And Bet 
walks to the window and looks out and Jenny is up now too because she was just assaulted by her ex-husband. Exactly. Um, and she's looking out and they, at their windows like across from each other. And they have this beautiful moment. Yeah, where they like see each other. And it, so there's like a few things happening. One is like both of them are people who betrayed someone mm -hmm. they who, lo who loved them very much and who yes. would not have betrayed them. And, and not only that, each of them know that about the other. Right. Like that information is all public at this point. And they're both suffering yes. because of it. Like they're both suffering and they're both confused and they both don't know what to do yet. And they both, I think on some level, realize that they are like kind of being bad people or if they've been mm -hmm. bad people. And I think that Beth's never really paid much attention to Jenny. Like Beth's no, never uh, really interacted much with Jenny. I mean, she was very judgy last super season. Super judgy but, about Jenny. But there's obviously. It, it's kind of nice in this moment that. Yeah. It's almost like Bet actually sees Jenny. Yeah. It also made me think. So, you know, Eileen Chagan is talking about how Jenny is the younger her and Bet is the older her. Whoa. And I felt like it was like old, like young Eileen looking at older Eileen, which is like, yeah, now you have a job and you have power and you have expensive suits, but, but you're, you're still, still fucking up. The same fuck up. Holy shit. So really, it's a time travel episode. It's it really, first of all, we time travel yeah. five months mm -hmm. into the future. Mm -hmm. But then at this point, we're really experiencing like kind of like a time travel dilemma. Right. We where are. Where you encounter yourself from a different period of time. <laughs> exactly. And then what happens. Right. And that, yeah. And it all ties together because this is a scene that takes place. This whole episode takes place in the future and also the present. At the same but time. But they're all pretending like it's the future. You know, we all know it's not the future. It's not the future. Although I do love, I love when the second season or third season starts. And it's like, it's the next day and everyone has brand new haircuts. Oh, it's amazing. I it's love just, it. It's one of the things about TV we've just all agreed that are, is fine. Yeah. So I will say mm -hmm. that I like this episode. I also like this episode. I thought it was funny. It was dramatic. It had some truly classic, iconic L word moments yes. all in the same episode. Yes. It had some really cute group scenes where everyone's being yes. cute together and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it introduces Carmen, which is very significant for because me. Because she's really hot. Because she's very hot. She's extremely attractive. This woman is very good looking. Very. And it also, it felt like very colorful, the episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it felt, I don't know, it felt more polished, I think. It was, it was lighter, like visually lighter. It was definitely that like bump in production value and yeah. budget between season one and season two, which you see in a lot of things. But this one was like very clear. Yeah. And the, I think the Marina story thing worked well. I think that the, like we know that Alice and Dana stuff is going to be super fucking cute. Mm -hmm. And there's like some good sexy stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow. Yay. It's going to be great. Yeah. But here's something interesting that, so we saw this documentary this weekend called Querying the Script that I am also in. Reese is in it. I'm in it. And in that documentary, great documentary yeah. Eileen Shaken says that she thought Bet and Tina were going to break up. And that was and that. that was her plan all forever. Along. Like that was it. There it was over. And it was because of the fans of the show that were she... so obsessed with Bettina that like their storyline did that. There, I think this is not a spoiler because it's like very basic elemental to the show. Yes. But like that, the, their story, like their relationship. This is not the end of it. There will be more mm -hmm. of it in the future. And that There's was so apparently not her decision. But apparently, guys. Today's hot goss comes to us from our friends at the L Word Online via an anonymous source. Back to you, Carly and Reese. Karina Lombard. <sighs> Season one of the L Word. Basically, Jennifer and Karina Lombard could not stand each other. Karina wanted Laurel Holloman's character, Tina, to have a relationship with her as opposed to bringing in Helena. 
and she wanted there to be a Bettina Marina triangle in season two. And Jennifer was like, absolutely not. Cause she felt like it would diminish her character's growth. If Bet had to like compete with Marina for Tina and Karina felt like she needed or yeah, the Karina Marina thing is so funny it's right so now funny. because Karina wanted to be in the storyline because she had a bigger fan base. She said she had a bigger fan base than Jennifer and that they what should. Was she, what data was she based on? And that they should, in season two, they should be competing for Tina and see who gets the most responses. First of all, like your whole thing is, is designed around the faulty premise that people care about who ends up with Tina. Yeah. Why are we competing for the most boring yeah. person on the show? Who's going to get Tina and her whole who face? Who cares? And Jennifer was like, no, I don't want to do this. Which and correct answer. Eileen <laughs> and told Eileen like, no. And then Karina was like, if I don't get more screen time, I'm leaving the show. She and wants so, more, uh, want more screen time than Jennifer or Mia were getting. Never going to happen in any universe. No. And then she said that if, uh, that like she probably, if she left the show, all of the fans would leave the show. Which is hilarious. And so that, my dear friends, is the possibly true possibly untrue but at least i would say there's got to be a little truth in yeah story of what the fuck went down and as you can see who wouldn't become homophobic after that exactly i mean that's the most logical next step is mm -hmm. after that happens and then you just hate all gay people that's true yeah so that that is the scoop what do we call hot it what, what, oh hot goss that is thanks our for joining us for hot, hot goss hot goss of the week hot goss that is your hot goss of the week um, so Carly, have you ever used social media? I'm not familiar with that. Just kidding. <laughs> Carly. Oh my God. What? I'm technically a millennial. Are you familiar with the picture application Instagram? <laughs> yes, I am. Are you on it? Yes, I am. What is your name on it? My name on Instagram and Twitter is Whoa. Carly Tron. Cause Carly I Tron. believe in the importance of cohesive branding. Yes, that's true. My, I, mine's auto in. You already know that. Also, Instagram. Thank you to everybody who heard me say that we deserve 3,000 followers and didn't have it yet. Because guess what we have now? Are you all guessing? More than 3,000 followers. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And you know what? That's, you know what else I want to say, though, about that you might have heard about on the to Ellen Back Instagram or the to Ellen Back Twitter is that um, Auto Straddle is doing a fun. When you are listening to this, you, you will be, I believe you will be having one more day in which to contribute to the Autostyle fundraiser. The Autostyle fundraiser includes a special fundraiser just for this podcast, just sure for Dell and back. And beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you should donate to it because guess what? We haven't had any advertisers, but even when we do, it will still not be enough to cover the costs of doing this podcast, which includes all the equipment and also just paying uh, Lauren to edit it, paying people who are on the show. Cause you know what? You know what you should do to queer people is pay them when they work things. Yep. And that is what we would like to do. And we would love your support in that mission by giving us money. And you could also buy a sticker. You can get your very own to Ellen Back logo sticker. It's going to be wild. You know what? You could get more than one. You can get multiple stickers. You can, you know what you can do with them? Stick them on stuff. Stick them on stuff. And also if you, I don't know if there's any left, but you could also buy personalized L Word fanfic written by me for you. How on earth would you pass that up? How could anyone pass that up? You shouldn't pass that up. Don't pass it up. Although I do imagine by the time this podcast airs, it will be gone. But you know what? Here, I'm going to put one more up today, the day of this podcast oh coming out. God. And I think one of you, hopefully one of you. Oh, I hope. Do they get to request any. who the fic is about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do. Are you going to buy it? 
am I gonna buy it? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna donate to the fundraiser and request a different perk. Oh, okay. Is that is it okay that I don't get the customized fanfic? If you did, what characters would you ask for? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's gonna be my new question this season to all of our guests. If you had to get, yeah, if you had if to you, read you, fanfic if, yeah. about a, a couple fictional yeah. or real on the show, yeah. who would uh-huh. it be? Yeah. That's a yeah. great question. Jesus Christ. Uh, ask me in a few episodes. I'll have okay. an answer for you. I, I'm just going to answer for me. Um, it would be Shane and Jenny. Oh, wow. I definitely didn't see that coming. Uh, just a little thing I'm into. It would Side be, project. Mine would just be Like Carmen. if Carmen was like, what do you do? I, I'd be like, uh, mostly I just think about Shane and Jenny. And she'd be like, cool. You want to listen to something really cool? And I'd be like, I'm going to fuck you. And she'd be like, wait, let me talk about my dad who died first. And then I'd be like, my dad's dead too. And then you guys would get married. Because yeah, then we trauma bound so and fuck. So much in common. Yeah. Wow. My whole life. Damn. Just figured it out. Well, we made some really big, big steps today. We made some really big steps today. Um, this was our first episode. Um, all right. We're going to do our L words. I got, I thought of one. Uh, okay. I'm ready. One, two, three. Lethargic. Le- lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> Lethargic. Like how I feel in the warmth right now. I lemonade like uh, something that happened recently that involved lemonade. I must have been drunk because I can't remember it. I just have <laughs> the the idea of lemonade is like strong in not the album, the drink. I'm just thinking about the album. I, maybe I'm thinking about how if you guys don't join us this fundraiser, I'm going to have to start selling lemonade outside. On maybe. The, like as a grown adult. Yeah. That'd be a cute short film. That would be cute. Or a long film where you just shoot me all day selling lemonade. And it's a like a 14 hour film like Andy Warhol. Yeah. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live.